yo, it's a two-jew crew, Robin Youssef, run your mouth, express yourself, voicing our concerns and relieving your stress, and yeah, we do this shit for free, but you can pay in respect, steady dropping knowledge and the issues are fresh, yeah, the show is live, but we do it to death, most death, you know that no one does it better than us, but don't listen with your kids, cause we're likely to cuss. Weighing in on some dope topics Lend an ear while we talk our shit Cause you know we bound to be so profound Make you think a little when we push it down Let us do the talking, just relax and unwind Laugh your ass off, baby, have a good time Robin Youssef, yeah, we something sublime Run your mouth, bitch, yo, we out of our minds Run your mouth, bitch What's up, Yossel? Run. I'm running my mouth, bitch and I'm out of my mind. That's right. So, uh, what's, uh, what's out your... Out of my fucking mind. What's your excuse this evening? Why couldn't you, uh, come to studios or have me over? Oh, my gosh. I just... The whole bevy of, of issues. I actually have... Usually I'm, uh, listening to podcasts in the, in the car, but I have the, the honor of, uh, being on a podcast now from the car. Oh, you're, you're in your car right now? I am in my car, oh, my my safe my safe place. My like, I feel I feel like that's the only place that I have that's that's just when I'm in it by myself. It's like there's there's the only place that I could fully call my own. Gaia, because no no one. Um, are you like sitting in your car just outside of your house, or you're driving around? <laughs> that actually would be uh. Pretty pathetic, but I I I could see myself doing that. But uh, yeah, I'm on the on the road. I mean, I've, I've done that back uh, back when I lived over at the at the folks' house because I figured if you were talking in the house and my I'm just a loud person. I figure if I'm talking in my room, you can hear what I'm talking about. So every once in a while, I take a call in the car, jerk off uh, while looking at my neighbor's house. No, I'm kidding. There was no jerking off while I was doing that. <laughs> I was like, I really, I really hope I didn't hear you right when you said that you were jerking off in your car outside your neighbor's house. But Isn't that where everyone goes to jerk right, off? You were just joking. That's it. Um, so where are you headed? That you're in the car. Um, back to White Plains. Oh, you're back to my house. Where you're headed. One, so. This is you uh, headed out from work right now. Um, yeah, in a sense, it's been, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. we might we could uh, have the good fortune of actually hearing one of these accidents that you have on air. Hearing what on air? No, I'm kidding. All right, Yossel. Huh. I don't really have any news to talk about this week. I was actually yeah because nothing happened. Nothing oh, happened. Is that true? Perfect. I'm happy that nothing happened because um huh. usually I mean I'll do most of my my prep on the well it's the end of the month again and I gotta. I gotta start really working at my job because we're coming down to the last of my savings from the last job. So I gotta start making some money at this job. But I gotta tell you, I'm actually yeah. I'm I, I'm enjoying when I get on the phone to sell this product. I'm having a lot more fun selling this product. It's it, it it's like it's fun conversations because I'm talking to weed companies, I'm talking to porn companies. So like, th- there's nothing professional about it. I can just call people up maybe, and yeah, maybe if you were like working every single day. Not just at the end of the month. I'd make some money. Yeah, well, you'd make some money. You'd have you'd have a good time. Yeah, well, just packing it into this the last few days. It's, it doesn't work. But maybe that's the way you uh, operate. No, I got to tell you. Well, it, 
once you start getting into the rhythm of like being on the phone, if you don't take phone calls all the time, it's a real skill set. You got it's, it's very similar to being on stage doing comedy. Like you get on comedy every night, you get up every night, you're sharp. You can kind of just win over an audience. You can click in. It's a lot of fun. You take nights off. You're just not that sharp and it's stressful and it sucks. Phone sales, um, it is the exact same thing. It's like one day off. You're just, you're a little bit, you don't have it. You start getting in your own head, but you do it every day. You get like, you pick up on these little signs in people. You can really motivate them. But what's fun about, more fun about this sales job than the last one, the last one was really built around like this piece of shit line. So you had to really like build urgency and kind of be intense about it. This one, it's like, whatever, I'll send you a proposal. You'll get back to me. And like, I, I don't know, I'm having, I'm having some good laughs on the phone. It's fun. I kind of, I got a, I'm starting to like the job a little more. So I really have to work at it to make it work. But that's on me. Who knows? You know, what a concept. What was that? Beautiful concept, <laughs> that's a great concept. To actually try and work. Maybe, maybe you can like, um, pitch that out to people like, you're enjoying what you're doing. You, you might actually be good at, at the job that you're doing. Right, but the problem is, yeah, I, I got too many things I'm uh, I'm trying to be good at. But that's uh, you know that's my own problem. I'll figure it out. But this past weekend, I I I wasn't filming a newsroom. So when I'm not filming a newsroom, I, I've been trying to get home to Connecticut to hang out with uh, my grandparents. They're they're getting a little older. I think my grandfather's starting to lose his memory a little bit. And he's he's a fun guy. My grandfather's a chiller. He's 86. I'll go home. I'll drink with him. We'll smoke cigars. Like, he, he's a fun hang. So I try and get home to hang out with my grandfather. Um, so this past week, my dad hit me up. We're in the, uh, it's the, it's the nine days, which is uh, if uh, for all the Jews out there listening, you guys aren't eating no beef, you ain't drinking no wine, you ain't going to the movies. So my dad, he hit me up. He wanted to get all that shit in on Sunday. And, uh, you know, if someone's trying to really get a whole bunch of pleasure in, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the go-to guy. I, so we, we did a big old family barbecue. But listen to this. So I went with my grandfather, my dad, and my grandmother on Sunday to see Dunkirk. Have you seen that movie? I did not see it. All right. I personally... Um, I, uh, yeah. Not so interested, but I've heard good things. I didn't like it. It was, um, I, I'm a claustrophobic guy. Like, the thought of getting trapped and dying to death is the worst idea in the world to me. So it was a lot of just watching people die in a horrific way. So it wasn't like, uh, uh, hey, this was a fun Sunday afternoon movie. But that was my take. Anyways, so we're going to see this movie, and we're hanging out across the street from the movie theater. We're drinking some coffee. It's a lazy afternoon. And then somehow it's figured out that my grandmother had the movie time wrong, and the movie started 20 minutes ago. So now we're hustling across the street. It's my dad who's a big fella. My grandfather's 86. We're, we're trying to hustle, but, you know, how quickly, are, how quickly are you moving? So we get into the movie theater. My dad... With, with that gang, I feel like not that fast. Exactly. It took us uh, three hours just to get across the street. So we get into the movie theater, and the movie's already started. And now you got an 86-year-old guy who can barely see who's trying to walk to his seat. My grandmother's a little hobble of a lady. My dad is holding this big popcorn, and we are, you couldn't more be interrupting this movie. Like, it's no longer people watching a movie. It's people watching a fat guy, two old people, and me try and get to their seats. So, we finally, we get to our seats, and then I gotta... I feel like I, I would much rather watch that for two hours than, than Dunkirk for two hours. Oh yeah, that could have been... Sign me up for that. Like, can I, do you think you could carry that, that whole... 
whole thing on for a, a two-hour uh, ride? I think y- you could. Even, like, even starting at the coffee shop, like, just seeing that and then... Even exiting the movie theater is probably a big fucking to-do. I think if you filled up all the movie the- like all the seats so that there were only four seats and we had to somehow figure out how we could rearrange the movie theater so that the four of us could sit next to each other, you could get an hour and a half out of that. The conversations that you have, who moves where, who's night. It would turn into like uh, like a t- 12 Angry Men. You know, like that jury yeah. movie? Uh-huh. Do I have that right? Anyways, so... I have to go, like, at first you're showing up and you're like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to go with my family. I'm going to see a movie. So then we get we get to to this movie theater, and I just drank, like, a giant large coffee after drinking a water bottle. I'm holding a water bottle, and I got to take the inside seat. So I take the inside seat, four seat in. Then my dad sits in, and he barely fits into the seat. He's got this big thing of coffee. I mean, the big, big thing of popcorn, the big thing of soda. It, it's not all fitting. But it's like, you know, the movie, there's no readjusting. It's an entire room full of people who are watching movies. Then my grandfather sits next to my grandmother and he keeps just like trying to like figure out where he is. <laughs> so he's like asking her questions and the whole movie theater just keeps going. Shh, shh. So then my, da- my dad hands my grandmother the popcorn and the entire bucket of popcorn just falls on the floor. <laughs> this gets... Gets all over the place. We've been in this movie theater, and by the way, this is like a ritzy new Canaan movie theater. We've been in there for like you know ten minutes, and we've just ruined people's ten minutes. Where the entire theater is just looking at the four of us, like, "What the fuck are these garbage people?" Um, and then I had them. I was like, "This is why I don't leave my apartment. This right here." <laughs> well, that's that's one way to uh, defend it. Yeah, but it was a nice time. hung out with the hung out with the fam. didn't didn't really uh, um, did did some good boozing while I was in town. Um, and as a result, I mean, I guess there wasn't much news to even report on. And I did want to take this week off, but I realized now is not the time to slow down this podcasting train. And the reason for that is this past week, a female listener texted me, "Hey, big fan of the show, can I buy you a drink?" Wow! How about that, Yussel? This is, uh, she, well, actually, no, no, I, <laughs> I meant she, she, uh, she Facebook first, she sent me a Facebook message and then she, uh, she messaged me on the old Facebook. Um, and, uh, Damn. yeah, so you better, you better warn the wife that she should step up her game. Cause the, the ladies are starting to come for us. Well, I'll, I'll do whatever I can to help you out. Actually, I probably could use some help getting laid also, but. That's why I'm saying you, you just gotta you got you gotta warn the wife that the that the ladies are coming for us and uh, you know she might she might lock down the fort a little bit. Yeah, wow, that's impressive. Um, uh, is this someone in the city or? Uh yeah, so Someone, another person from Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, there was just some lady. She's actually already living in her bunker, and she heard that I was interested in weathering the storm. <laughs> she's got enough <laughs> supplies for a couple of years, and she's already uh, she's already moved in. So, Yussel, the story gets better. So, I actually I had uh, I had drinks with this nice lady last evening, and we went to Jimmy's Corner. Now, Jimmy's Corner, I think I might have mentioned it here before. I mean, I haven't been there for like two years, but that, that's one of my favorite bars in the city. And what I was thinking about while I was going to this bar is the amount of times that I've gone out with a lady to have a drink at this bar and never closed the deal. 
Like I, I've closed the deal enough times, but it's like for some, I, I'm I'm beginning to think this is the worst bar for like meeting chicks and going out to. And so as I'm going there, I was like, why did I pick this place again? Like this place keeps not working. But I was like, yeah, I like the bar. And then, but let me tell you this: at the end of the night, it doesn't matter how many times I strike out at this place. This is always going to be my go-to place. Because um, at the end of the night, listen, I had myself a um, tequila on the rocks two beers. She had two beers with tip. What do you think the total bill was for a Times Square bar? Five drink. Uh, let's say $32. Not bad. So I, I tipped, I think six bucks, maybe more. I gave like a very generous tip cause I like those people. And I think it came out to a total of 25. A total of what? 25. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Uh, I was, I was kind of like under, I was like lowballing it just because I was setting it up. You, you were would like think hyping, hyping it as like uh, an impressive uh, tab, right? But well, then, yeah, that's well. The other thing that's just solid. the other thing that's just great about it is uh, like um, they play old school tunes. It's like a real divey place. They play like uh, '60s R and B music. You can actually have a conversation. It's a fun time. So now, Yussel, this chick recovering Jew broad. Recovering what? Recovering Jew broad. Recovering Jew broad. Explain. Like she also uh, grew up, uh, grew up in the mix. Very orthodox. Oh, okay. Um, well, what do you mean by recovering? Like, you know, getting getting over that. Exactly. You know, you, you grow oh. up in it, and then you, you have an awakening, <laughs> and you uh, you try and move forward with your life. Uh, it's what I call being in recovery. So, <laughs> I will say so she. Yeah. Is she in rehab or is she out of rehab already? No, I think she's uh she's gone over the hump now. She just goes to meetings, you know, a little bit of maintenance, oh, okay. but yeah, yeah. Um it's been mostly the meetings are at like at like a synagogue, right? I, I don't know where they host him. I I I'm not really I'm personally I'm not part of a program. I'm just <laughs> I'm just roughing it. You're trying you're trying to beat it cold turkey. Exactly. So I'm going to say something right now that I think is going to shock our listeners, which is I noticed last, I kind of have a, an appreciation for feministy chicks. Is your, your wife's not like really feminist in any way, right? Okay. No, I'm asking you. It's just like, you wouldn't describe it that way, would you? Wouldn't describe what? Like your, uh, your wife is being like a bit of a feminist. No, she's not. She's not. So what I'm finding I kind of like about like if you go you go out for a drink with like a feminist type chick, I find like sometimes the non I guess every girl's different in terms of like uh, how soon they might want to have sex with the fella or what they're looking for. Everyone's different. There's no generalizations. But I find like uh-huh. sometimes when you go out with ladies, they're almost like they're almost like hanging out just to see if like you seriously like them. Like they're 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 kind of like really invested or looking for like serious romance and like it, if you'll ask them out on a date they'll come with like they they want to see like a serious investment from you so that they could kind of buy into like maybe there's maybe there's real love here or maybe there's maybe this is gonna be the one like and they're just kind of like hanging out in that capacity whereas like I I find like a feminist chick will be more like uh, hey listen I don't like you I don't think you're attractive but I'll fuck you. And I'm like, all right, that works. <laughs> like, that's, I'll, I'll go for that. <laughs> but no, like, I find that they got a little more attitude with it. Like, they're like, uh, listen, I'm, you're going to treat me like a fuck. Me and you are equal. You're going to treat me like a fucking equal. And I'm like, like to me, you know, it's got a, they, they throw a little more charisma at you. Okay. 
Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I guess you haven't really, uh, yeah, you, you, you haven't dated much, so I guess you can't, like, uh, really confirm or deny on that. Yeah, I'm not really out in the, uh, the open. Right. Well, I guess, like, you out get... in the wild. I guess you get, like, some feministy chicks that it's more along the line, like, if it's complaining, like what we were describing last week of, oh, it's so hard being a woman and things aren't as good for us and men have it, like, then that kind of bullshit is, like, annoying. But if it's, if it's people who are, like... I'm gonna be treated like a fucking equal, like that. That I like. Then it's the uh, you know it's people who have some fight in them, right? I can appreciate that's a little what you're bit. You're kind of looking for. I don't know that I'm looking for. I'm just saying from uh you know uh, you, you don't know what the fuck you're looking for. No, I'd have to like go out a lot more to actually you know <laughs> meet people and not just make gross generalizations from the five dates I go on a year. <laughs> I haven't seen. Uh, I guess you could say I haven't seen enough of a sample size to really. Uh, to really evaluate that. that yeah um so all right yeah so that's it for you know rob bernstein news and like i said i really haven't prepared so uh what do you want to talk about what's going on in your drive oh man um what's going on on my drive no that's the best part of, of my drive like there's just nothing going on and it's like the one time where i don't have to deal with any bullshit for the most part Right, you can just you can uh, sit back and relax. Um, so the one that the one headline I didn't even read the news on it, but I did kind of just see the headline about Trump trying to bar transgender people from the military. Um, and I'm going to say something that I think uh, might surprise you, but I, I, th- it almost seems to me like what Trump is doing is mean spirited because I don't think it costs the military enough money, and I think with all the money we're wasting in the country and the fact that like it, I don't even think there's enough. People in the military, I haven't heard complaints from generals. Like, it seems like it's a non-issue that for him to bring up, like, hey, this is an important, like, this is what I need to deal with. I need to deal with the fact that transgender people, you know what I mean? It's almost like mean. It's like, why do you have to deal with that? Like, of all things on your list, how did this even come into, like, what's on your agenda? Right. Like, why why is this coming? Like, how far down is, like, yellow pad of paper is he right he's like to bring this up right he's well he's kind of like to me it's like he's instigating because he's going amongst everything that's going on i need to make a value decision here against transgender people like it's some sort of a value opinion he's like i don't like what's going on culturally so i want to make a a clear-cut statement that the government doesn't support this and for this reason it's not going to happen in the military and so to me, it's like amidst everything that's going on in the world, like it, it, it it's, um, it, I almost want to say like, it's kind of nasty. It's like, if you didn't want transgender people in the military, like they're probably just like technical ways that you could get around that. And then like, it would never become a news story. It would just be like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it, it, what, yeah, like they would, they'd find some loophole and like, it just, just, it's not. It doesn't become an issue. Yeah, it's almost like in these... Like, they get in and then do, you know, like... As long as they're good at what they're doing in the military... Like, if they pass all the military trainings and are good at their, you know, quote-unquote job, like, what the fuck... Why the fuck would there be any, you know, blanketed rule about anything, you know? Right. Like, if, if they're fucking up, like, okay, like, you can't be in the military because you can't be in the military... Not because you're transgender or whatever the fuck, you know, like, it's just, you're, okay, like, you're not at, like, I wouldn't be able to be in it, like. Right. 
Well, what yeah, I well, what I'm saying, it, you could just like make more technical rules. Like for example, they have they have a rule in the Israeli army: you have to grow a beard or shave every day. Like you, you can't you can't have a sloppy half beard look. Like you're either shaving every day or you're growing a beard. So I would think, like, uh-huh. in a similar vein, you could be like, if you're going to be in the military, like, we separate men and women's barracks, you have to choose one of them, and you have to look like that gender, like, and then it becomes... You have to commit. Right, and then it just becomes a technical thing, or it's like, if you come in as one gender, it in like, we'll respect whatever gender you come into the military as, but once you come in as that gender, you have to remain that gender, um, which then, I guess, I literally, I've not read a single article, I've only looked at headlines, but I guess part of the issue you could say is, and I agree with, like... I don't think taxpayer dollars should go into someone who's um, trying to change their gender. Like, I, I, I get, like, I, I, okay, this maybe is not the most welcoming statement to transgender people, but I think a lot of us are uncomfortable in our own skin, see ourselves as something other than we're not, and I'm not saying, like, that you, you weren't born as the wrong gender, but I just, I don't think that's a taxpayer, like, um, but I don't think anything's... Yeah, I don't, don't see think anything. A lot of things should be taxpayer things. Right, I don't think anything like should really. The majority of it have everything. That's true. So this is no different. That, that's true. So, but then I also see like it's a little bit odd if you're looking at oh, how can I go about like I identify as being a gender under other than my current gender. Where can I go in order to get funding for this? And then going to the military. But I don't know that the I don't know enough about how the military funds it. So let, let's just scratch the last two minutes of conversation because I got confused by what the fuck I was trying to say. Um, but what I'm getting at is if you wanted them out, you could probably just make a technical rule. Like you have to, if you come in as a gender, you got to remain as that gender. We'll respect whatever gender you come in as, um, as long as you self-identify and dress the part with what now I'm thinking of something kind of funny. It's like, if you come in as a dude, but you dress like a lady kind of thing, like, how are you, how do you plan on pulling that off on like a combat mission? You know what I mean? Like you can't like you can't go on like an airplane jump with a with like a wig and you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Yeah. Like, <laughs> like hold on, let me just let me just uh Like I need a guys, know? I need I need some time to put on my fake breast, my wig, some makeup and some jewelry. Um so that I can yeah. continue to look like a lady while um Yeah. The other thing is like I, I mean I, I outside of um outside of the government, I got a feeling like people who do a job should be allowed to pick, should be allowed to set the precedent for the best way to do that job. So, for example, I make sales calls all the time, and if you're a person who doesn't make sales calls or you've never done comedy, and you gave me a call and said, "Hey, I think this is the way that you should do sales calls," I would tell you to go fuck yourself. So, if you're a general, you spent your entire life, you know, kind of being at war and seeing war and strategizing war, and you said to me, hey, listen, when I go out to war, these are the people that I want to go out to war with. I don't think people who aren't at war have any right to tell the military who should and shouldn't be there. So, right. so it, like, I, I, you know, I actually don't think the fact that, like, the government makes a statement about who they want in the military... It, should be influenced by like other agendas or should be a statement of how our culture feels about people. It should be a conversation like about people who are actually putting their lives on the line because they think they're doing something important, but let's not get into that. So people who are putting their lives on the line are making a decision for how to best be safe while putting their lives on the line. Who the fuck is anyone to tell them? But now in this instance, Trump is the guy who's making the decision. It's not the military itself. So in this specific case, like I'm not, like I'm not sure that 
if if what if this came from some generals, I would go listen. I don't necessarily agree with you, but like it's up to you how you run your organization. But coming from Trump, amidst all the bullshit that's going on, it just it's mean spirited. There's no reason for it. Right. Well, the thing is, he's he's. I think he's you know getting advice from those people and you know consulting with them to make this decision. But um, um, I don't know. Is this something that like he can just kind of say and it's it's like in effect? I have no or idea. Does this have to pass through, or I have no idea. I didn't read a single news oh, story on it. Not one. This, this this thing it seemed kind of like. Out of nowhere. It's like, oh, okay, that's happening. Like, well, I'll tell you what kind know, of. You know, I'll what, tell you what. The, what no, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go for shit. it. Yeah, I don't know the protocol, but I, I, this did kind of annoy me about it. Was um, during the election, there was a lot of talk of Donald Trump supporters are racist um, and they're white nationalists, and this entire movement is just like a racist movement. And I said, in my opinion, that was bullshit. And if you look at how Donald Trump won, it was a lot of educated white women, college educated people that voted for him. But then when he has a moment like this that comes out of nowhere, it seems to me like he's almost trying to appeal to his base with an easy win, which does kind of back up this thought of, hey, his base is these kind of racist, anti-gay, anti-Mexican, like, like it feels a little bit like, hey, let's go for a win to rally our troops because we're not getting rid of the Mexicans. I can't do any of these other things, but hey, it will get, it will make those guys pretty happy if I do something that, you know, if I do something to the transgendered folks, it feels, I'm telling, this is a very snapshot view. I've not read a single news article on it, but it does, it feels a little bit like that. I hear, I hear that. Um, it's, it was like, uh, where, I don't know, it, to bring back to, like, the first thing I said, like, I feel like so many things have just been shut down of his, that if this is one of those things where he can just kind of, he doesn't need, like, full backing or, like, it to be passed through Congress or whatever the fuck, the, the protocol is, like, this just seems like something is, like, Oh, I can I can just say this and it will be put into into law. Like, all right, let's go with this one. This seems like you know, right up my right up my alley, and you know, like it'll matter whatever the fuck like his his motives or objectives are, and it could be like what you said in terms of just like he's, he senses that he's losing some of his supporters because he hasn't been able to get a lot of stuff done, and now it's like. Oh, like easy oh, win. This will, this will show them why why they love me, you know, back uh, back in October, November, and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. My feel. My general feeling with the uh, um, with the trend. It's like whatever the fuck you want to do, and like I don't give a shit. Just like live and enjoy your life, whatever. Like this weird episode. I came out pro feminist, pro transgender. He came out of it? No, no, I'm saying this is a weird, like, after after the bigotry of last week's episode, this is, uh, this is, a, this is a real 180. Oh. <laughs> For us as a program. All right, I, I really, I got, yeah. not, I got nothing else to talk about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I might go hit up an open mic. I've been eating it on stage a lot recently. Just fucking eating it. eating on stage? No, no, just eating it. Like, terrible sets. Terrible. Oh, eating it. Just eating eating oh, it y'all you, you, just just awkward you, awkward awkward 
Am I hearing what you're saying? Are you saying eating? No, I'm not going on stage like with snacks and eating food. I'm not doing that. I'm but just, are you saying that you're eating it? Like I'm having bad sets, just bombing. But you said eating. Eating it. Like, you, you know, you ever heard that expression? Like, yeah. I, I really just ate no, it it's there? it's a euphemism, but I only, you know, when I hear eating, you're I... You're thinking food. It's, it's, I'm only thinking eating in you the were like, traditional uh, sense of the word. You wanted more cooking talk. You're like, what recipes have you been bringing up on this stage? Yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe you were, you were plowing through with that, like, really uh, go, being a go-getter and, and going through with uh, right, I was, Robbie's holiday meals. I was uh, just getting right on stage and and uh, starting a grassroots movement from from the open mics and, and comedy uh, places that you get up at. I like um I I I might be giving away what we're gonna do with the uh, we're we're coming up on uh, on fifty newsrooms and for the fifty first one I want to do a live episode. Um, so I I mean whatever I, I'll give away the joke but I love the concept of going up on stage and just like trying to. Like pretend like you're not doing comedy. You're just trying to sell shit to people, like like what you were doing with, with that idea with the uh, just getting up and selling the recipes things. So uh-huh. I, I like that as a concept. Just really like an Andy Kaufman kind of thing, just fucking with the audience. There you go. All right, buddy. I feel like we're. Can I, uh, can I be on? Can I be on the, uh, the live show, the newsroom? You want to be on the live newsroom? Would love to. All right. Well, uh, we'll write you in. No, no problem. Well, uh, I don't know when we're gonna do it, but it, it's gonna happen. It should be a big blowout. Bring, bring everyone back. You mean everyone who's ever like appeared on a single episode? That would be tough to do. That would be tough. You'd have to track down some like some like the random extras. Um, the funnier thing would be to, is just get some extremely random people who are never even in one and like pretend like you know you were bringing back all the people that had been in stuff. Um, cause no one really fought, no one really, like, you just get some homeless guy and be like, this was the star of the first 25 episodes and, you know, cause it didn't happen. All right, y'all. So I feel like we're, uh, we're just mumbling into nowhere. So I think we're, we're going to call Absolutely it a show. Do. All right. Anything else? Any, right, anything to plug? That's all I got. That's all I got. All right. I'll catch you later, buddy. Have a good one. Bye. Run your mouth, bitch. Yo, we out of our minds. Bye.